God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen? Amen, church. Glad to be in the house, Sister Sherry. I'm thankful to be in his house this morning. One more time to let the Lord know I love you, Brother Darrell, with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And this ain't even the best part. Brother Danny, the best part's yet to come. Amen. Get to spend eternity worshiping Jesus throughout the ages. Amen. Good to see everybody out this morning. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Psalms 150 and verse 6. And Psalms, I know we can all quote it. Psalms 150. I want to talk to you this morning about the heart of worship. The heart of worship. Psalms 150 and verse 6 reads like this. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And if the church would read with me one more time. Let everything, Let everything that, hath breath that hath breath praise the Lord. And that excludes nobody, church. Everything. Amen, Brother Allen. It said, Let everything. So if you've got breath this morning, Brother Jack, we got to praise the Lord. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Join me in prayer this morning. And the church said, Amen, and you can be seated. Amen? Amen. I'm thankful to be here one more time. Amen. I love the Lord, and I love you wonderful folks. Sister Townsend, I appreciate y'all putting up with me and my wonderful wife. Thankful that y'all allow us to come to this house and worship. Thankful for Brother and Sister Boyd. Sister Amy, that they allow us to get behind the sacred desk. And I thank you, Sister Amy, for singing, sending me those, uh, what's those saying? Focus prayers. Amen. I, if you didn't send them to me, never mind. I won't get into that. But anyway, I am so thankful. Y'all have been ever so kind. I'm going to try to stay on path this morning. I'm bad to chase rabbits, so I'll try to stay. This morning, we're going to read a few scriptures before we get started. Good to see you, Sister Edith. Amen. The Bible said where your treasure is. Come on, somebody help me out now. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. Because you know, come on now, church. If you treasure something, Brother Polk, your heart will be right there. Amen. We know what the preacher said in Ecclesiastes. Amen. He said, we don't know when we pass from here, Brother Kenny, whether a wise man or a fool will get what we leave behind. Amen. Can't change that. Amen. The Bible said, I forget where it said it. He said, it is certain that you came into this world with nothing, and it is certain you will leave with nothing. But while we'll tell you, Brother Brown, we can leave with the Holy Ghost. Amen. We can leave with God living and dwelling on the inside of us. Amen. Luke 6 and 45 says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Amen. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Amen. Have you ever met somebody that was really excited about something and that's all they could talk about? 
Because Brother Darrell, it was in their heart. Amen. Something about our heart. We, we give it away, and we try to show that affection, Sister Jane, by things that we do for individuals, uh, whether... Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes honey tries to help me because I need a lot of prayer and a lot of help. And um, I get frustrated, Brother Jerry, because I like to do things on my own. Amen. I, I like to bake my own cookies and I make my own muffins. Sister Brittany and Honey tries to teach me to follow directions. And she does that, Sister Man, not because she's bossy, but because she loves me. And she wants them to turn out good. But she will tell you, Sister Joy, I love you. And, and, and I just, and she'll tell you, I'll just eat anything. I mean, it don't make a hoot to me. I put stuff all in and I'll say, Honey, do you want to try that? She say, No. No, I, I say, but honey, it's healthy. But, but Sister Carolyn, she still don't want to eat none of that stuff. But she'll say it calls for this, and they'll measure this, and a quarter of that. But you know it don't matter to me, Brother Allen. It's whatever feels good. And then that last batch, it gets everything that's left over. Amen. So I'll tell her sometime, Brother Darrell, I'll say, you know, that, that is a really good. And she said, well, what all went in? I said, I don't even remember. See, if I would follow the direction... Sister Avis, if I just followed directions, I would make good product. But y'all with me, ain't you, Sister Betty? You know what I'm saying. But, but my point is, is this. We do things because we love one another, and we don't want anything bad to happen to one another. That's why we tell our children when the cars are coming, get off the road. Don't ride your bikes out there. Don't ride. Amen. That's why we're careful. We tell our kids to be in at a certain time because we love them, and that's what we do. But with Jesus, sometimes it seems hard to express, Brother Kevin, our love for him. Amen? That would be a good place to say amen. Amen. Right there. Because, you know, sometimes, Brother Allen, you just don't feel like, you just don't feel like raising your hands. You don't feel like saying praise the Lord. Because I'm telling you, as a little preacher, it does good when you get an amen from the congregation, man. They just, Amen. And if you ever get an opportunity to do this, I'm going to amen you. I promise you. I'll amen you. I will. But anyway, we're going to keep moving on here. But anyway, this morning, we was coming back from a place this morning. And, um, and, and honey never sings to me, not because she can't sing. It's just I never think to ask her to sing. But this morning, the Lord was running this song through my mind. And, um, and, it, and I know you all know it. Um, but it's called When We All Get to Heaven. Amen. And, and it talks about, and I'll see if you can help me again, Brother Chris. Um, and it talks, the course talks about, Brother Toby, when we get there, we can sing and we'll shout the victory. But I'm convinced, church, says, better, we better sing the victory song on this side of the dirt. Amen. Because so, sometimes we're going to need to encourage yourself. And sometimes, you're, Brother Brian, you're going to need to think yourself happy. Amen. Because aren't you thankful you come to a house of God that you can raise your hands? Aren't you thankful that if you stand up and say, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, Brother Daryl don't look at you like you're crazy? Amen. And you know, aren't you thankful if you get a little jig, Sister Gussie, in your leg and you want to get up and shake it out a little bit? Somebody's going around and say, praise the Lord, Sister Gussie, get some more. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful to come to a church that I can raise. Y'all smiling. Y'all liking it. Y'all agreeing with Brother Wayne. Because, you know, I've been in churches where you weren't allowed to do all that. I remember when I was, okay, I'm going to try to, I remember I used to go to a church in Chiefland. They didn't allow you to do all that stuff. And the first time we went to Brother Slaughter's church, an apostolic church, I said, this is what I want. 
ah, man, there is something. Because, I, you know, I, I know y'all find this hard to believe, but I think I could talk to a post that was standing still. Amen. Now, honey, she don't talk as much as I do. Thank the Lord we would never get anything done. But I just, I appreciate what I feel when I come to the house of God. Amen. Because God is great and he's greatly to be praised. And, and you know, and, and I'm trying to get it, not try to get ahead of myself, but, but, you know, in our relationship, we've been together almost 24 years. Oh, I'm sorry, 34 years. But anyway, oh, man. And I had it all time. We had it all worked out this morning. And we had figured it, and I messed it all up. I'm sorry. But I'm, I'm pretty cheap. I've been cheap most of my life, and I don't know why, but I am. But I don't write, I don't give Sharon Hallmark cards. You know, I, I write those things out, Brother Jerry. I just I want, And most of it is because I'm cheap, but the most reason is because... That man from Hallmark don't know how I feel about my honey. That's a good place for you men to say amen. Y'all missed a good opportunity. I'm going to circle back around here in just a minute. But Sister Betty, here's what I'm telling you is because nobody but God knows what's in your heart. Amen. Hallmark don't know how much I love my wife. And most of the time, most of the time, Sister Kathy in that letter, and both of our letters are usually the same because she writes me because I don't want to spend the money on no Hallmark for Wayne either. But we always thank God for all the great things that God's done for us. Brother Toby, I'm ever so humbled. I look around, and there's a lot of people who could do God a lot better service than old Wayne can do him. Amen, church. Do you feel like that? Do you ever look around and think, God, you chose me out of all these multiple me? Think about how many people in your circle or in your family that don't know this wonderful truth that me and you know, Brother Jack. Aren't you thankful? People that you work with. People that you work with, I'm trying to be careful, church. But what I'm trying to tell you is, do you ever just get by yourself and just raise your hands and speak out loud and holler and carry on for no other reason because you just love Jesus? Brother Pope, nobody can do you like Jesus. So this morning, for just a few moments, I'm going to try to get through this real quickly. But we're talking about the heart of worship. Amen. And because I'm convinced, Brother Danny, if it's in your heart, the Bible said it's going to come out your mouth. The Bible said where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be, amen? And if your heart's to Jesus, and Jesus is your heart, says Brittany, there's not a problem with getting up coming to church. There's not a problem with reaching in your purse and digging or your billfold, digging a little deeper. Because he's done said that he'd give it back to you. Now, that's a great guarantee, church. He said he'd give it back to you, pressed down, shaking, and running over. And I think I'm in a congregation of people that would say amen. Amen. Because I, I know people get nervous, Sister Kathy, when you start talking about getting in their billfold in their pocketbook, but I'm not. But what I am talking to you about is what a great God we serve. Amen. You get a call 2 o'clock in the morning and one of your people's is messed up. The first thing I'm counting on that you're going to do is you're going to be praying. Because here's the thing, I don't know about you, but I've had the people in the white coat come to me and look me eyeball to eyeball and say there's nothing else we can do. And says, Jesus, when that happens in your life and you can't call on nobody out, encouraging words, patting on your back, it don't mean nothing, Brother Justin, but when you talk to God, amen, when God, that's why I'm talking about the heart of worship, amen, because if you love God, it don't matter if Sister Chelsea looks at you and cuts those eyes at you, amen? It don't matter, Sister Edith, say, I wish that bald-headed joker would shut up and sit down. It don't matter because, see, it ain't about you and Sister Edith. It ain't about you and Sister Chelsea. It's about you and Jesus. That's what it's all about, you understand. 
Because, see, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting stirred a little bit here, but, but here's what I'm telling you. When it's all said and done, Brother Toby, when it's laid in the scale, that's all that's going to matter is what you've done for Jesus. Amen. And here's the great thing about Jesus. He travels well. Amen. Sister Joy, you're a teacher. I think that's right. Teacher of the year last year. Is that right? Got great memory. So here's what I'm trying to tell you. Even when them kids are driving you and Sister Chelsea and Sister Amy crazy, you can still be praising God. Amen. Amen. There's been a many times my boss has walked around the corner and I say, God, just move him on. He just moves him on. <laughs> I hope he don't see that on YouTube. We'll have to phase that out. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. He get to my say, boss, you need to just move him on, Jesus. Boss, he said, I got to go on. <laughs> here's what I'm trying to tell you. We got a God that there's nothing. Here's the key, brother Jack. Nothing impossible to those that believe. If you can believe it. Now, I messed this up the first service. I'm going to try to get it right this time. Brother Chris preached a couple Wednesday night about contagious faith. And Brother Boyd preached Wednesday night about making yourself a sacrifice. Now, here's one thing I know about contagious faith. When you tell your testimony, not only does the Bible say, I think in the book of Revelation, that you overcome him, talking about the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the words of your testimony. Not only, says Amy, does that encourage you, but it encourages the person you're telling. Amen. That, I'm telling you truth right now. Amen. So we've been hearing some great preaching around here, church, because God is, loves us. See, Sister Townsend, God wants us to make it to heaven. He's not stacked a deck against us, Sister Jane, so we can't make it. He's done everything. He's done everything possible. So we can make it. So I need to move on. I'm running out of time. So we're talking about the heart of worship. We're talking about 10 lepers this morning in Luke chapter uh, 17, verse 12 through 19 in Luke reads like this. And I know y'all know the story. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Sounds like a wonderful thing. Amen? And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. Now, I want you in verse 15, it said, One of them, church, say one of them. Now, there was ten, but one, it said, and he saw that he was healed. He turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And in my little writings here, I highlighted loud voice. So if you want to have a loud voice in church, out of church, in your car, out of your car, just go ahead and have a loud voice, Brother Chris. Amen. Because, see, this man had something to be thankful for. He was excited, Sister Amy. Amen. And the Bible said in verse 16, and he fell down on his feet, on his face at his feet, talking about Jesus, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but, were, but where are the nine? Now, he wasn't knocking the nine, Brother Justin. He's just saying, Where was those other people? He said, I healed all ten. But this Samaritan's the only one that come back to, to give me worship. Have you ever thought about how many times, Sister Betty, God's healed your body and you thought, God, I had forgotten about that. Have you ever... Have you ever got up one morning and you had a hitch and you giddy up and your hitch is gone and your giddy up gets going and you think, my God, you touched me, amen? I remember many a time I've, I've hurt in my shoulder or hurt in my elbow, amen? And then, you know, just, man, brother, tell me that thing, that thing's over. I said, oh, man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, amen? 
And, and I'm thankful for God. He, I may forget, Sister Chelsea, but God don't ever forget. Aren't, aren't you thankful for that? But here's what he said. The nine went on because I know they was excited. You know, as a leopard, they, they were uh, forbidden to be around the, in the city. Brother Kenny, they couldn't be around their family. They couldn't go to work. They couldn't do none of that kind of stuff. So they was healed. Amen. And, and Jesus said, go to the priest, show so he can offer sacrifice. And, and so they took off, but there was one. Aren't you thankful for that one? I'm thankful for that one that says, you know, I'm so thankful, God. I'm thankful for all these folks that you chose me. And, and it moved God so much. This is what he said in verse 18. He says, there are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger. And he said unto him, Jesus speaking, Arise, go thy way, Sister Edith, thy faith has made thee whole. He didn't heal him. He didn't say he healed him, but he made him whole. Can I tell you, you serve a God, Sister Brittany, not, can only heal you physically. He can heal you mentally. He can heal you emotionally. He can heal you financially. Come on now, church. Amen. We don't serve some weak God that hides in the back when the devil starts huffing and puffing. Amen. He said, just speak the name. Amen. Just speak it. Amen. So, so here's what I'm trying to tell you, church. There's a difference between getting healed and being made whole. Amen. The leopard, Brother Daryl, them nine went and got healed, but they still had the remnants of leprosy. Yeah. Who was that guy that had leprosy? What's his name? Naaman. Amen. And he went, the little woman said, look, said, if you'll just go see the man down, said, the man, he'll pray for you, God will heal you. So he took off. This is what Naaman said. He, he brought all these gifts to the man of God. The man of God didn't have time for him. He didn't even go out there and talk to him. He sent his little servant out there. He said, you go tell him. Naaman made this statement. He said, I thought. Church, say, I thought. That'll mess your faith up, church. Faith don't think. Faith lets God do the thinking. Amen? But here's what I want to tell you about Naaman, Brother Kevin. The Bible said that his skin come back like baby skin. Come back. God does everything right, Sister Edith. Amen. If God heals you or something, I don't care what the devil tells you, church. I don't care. He's a liar and a father of all lies, Sister Kathy. Amen. So God don't make no mistakes, but this leper was, I believe, when he said, oh, I believe if he lost a finger, it came back. If he lost a big toe, it came back. If he had troubles when he got home, it all got put back together, church. That's the kind of God me and you serve. Aren't you thankful? You ain't got to wait until you get to heaven to worship and sing and praise and thank him. Aren't you thankful you can do that? Not just on Sunday morning. You can do that on Monday morning, Tuesday afternoon, or Friday afternoon. Amen? Because really, when you think about it, when you say thank you, it don't seem like a whole lot. Amen? Has somebody ever done something for you, Brother Larry, and you said, thank you, man, I really appreciate that. When you left walking away and you thought, man, that just didn't feel good. Amen? But you I've had people just go out of their way to be kind to us, and, and thank you just didn't seem like enough. Amen? I thought about, we was, uh, as I told you, and I'm going to try to hurry, um, uh, we was on our way up toward Atlanta. This, we left Thursday morning, and we was rolling about 3 o'clock out, getting gone early in the morning, and um, 
<laughs> we have our little blue car out there by the grace of God. It's got over 400,000 miles on it. And I know better than to take it off for five and a half hours. Brother Brian, and something I felt like spoke to me and said, do not take the car. What does Brother Wayne do? Thank you. That's when y'all help out. It'll help it go faster. So anyway, so we took the car, and so you know, we know we're we're just such Brittany. We're not too far from outside of Atlanta at exit 102. I'll never forget it. And and um, the old car just stopped. I said, "Honey, bye." I said, "Honey." I don't know why I was calling it "honey." I was mashing the gas instead of going upward, brother Jack. His speed was going down. We're in the fast lane, running about 80. I said, "Honey, let's get the book." Get the book on the dash. It says problem. <laughs> I graduated from Chiefland. Brother Chris, I figured that out pretty quick. I didn't need the book to tell me we had problems. We was mashing the gas to go faster, and we was going slower, Brother Jeremy. So anyway, we sat there for just a few minutes. Honest truth, honest truth. Now, Brother Allen, you drive them streets. You know what I'm talking about. It looked like the, it had, there was no traffic. We come all the way from the fast lane all the way to the slow lane. Just come right on over, Brother Kevin. Got there. Jesus, I said, well, we got to go. So I mashed the gas, the little car caught its breath, and it took off. The best is yet to come. <laughs> and I don't know if you've been on 75 lately, but they run about 80 miles an hour, and I was doing about 30. That's the best I could do. I had flashers going. I thought about making Sharon roll the window down and wave her hand. I thought they was going to eat us up. Honest God's truth. So anyway, I pulled off, and I was trying to get to the own ramp, and it just died. It just died. So we get up in the, the woods. I said, get out of the car in case somebody hits the car. I don't want to, you know. So we get out of there, Brother Chris, and we call AAA, and they said, it'll be an hour before we can get somebody there to you. And I said, all right, no big deal. I, I didn't know. We called the dealership. They was down the road about 16 miles. And so anyway, the lady, she was so kind. She said, we're going to send you a lift. I thought that meant they was going to come pick us up, but they was going to get a car to come pick us up. But anyway, long story short, we got to a place. They come picked us up. They sat there at the Toyota place for three hours, she said. And I'm telling you, church, that car was dead, dead. And it sat there at the Toyota dealership, and they worked on it for whatever they'd done. Anyway, after three hours later, we said, uh, any progress? Brother Justin, a little girl, come out there, and she said, listen, you got some bulb lights out. I got that figured out. And your windshield wipers need to be changed. <laughs> I got that figured out. I said, but my car. <laughs> how about my car she said well now here's what we're thinking she thinks your transmission's in trouble and brother Wayne being cheap brother Wayne he said what's that something like that cost somebody he said she said four to five thousand dollars honey's gonna work some overtime now is what I'm thinking <laughs> bad because county employees can't work overtime brother Jack so honey's got to work overtime long story short is brother Jerry is she come out and she said we checked it for three hours went through all the diagnostics she said you leave you don't pay us a dime for nothing nothing because she told us before we're going to charge you $149 and put it on the scanner and if we find something wrong we'll take that $149 off your bill I'm going somewhere church Brother Darrell she said you owe me nothing now your car started right when it got here you get in and you go so I knew I had to preach this morning or teach whatever you want to call it but I knew I needed to break the bread of life. So I said, you better call Brother Chris and put him on standby. Oh, it's your car. We are five and a half hours from our house, which means we're five hours from church. You better call Brother Chris and tell him to be on standby because your car is not going to make it. 
And the devil said, you might order to leave Saturday and not leave Sunday. He says, Kathy, just to make sure things are right. I said, Jesus, I need a sign. You need to tell me what I need to do. I didn't get a sign, Sister Betty. So we just waited until this morning, got up at 3 o'clock, and got on the road in Jesus' name. So my point is, is this, church. That's why I want to talk to you about the heart of worship. Because, Brother JT, I got a lot to be thankful for. That could have went very bad for us in that garage. But see, we feel like when God lays it on our heart to reach in, Sister Edith, into that book, that pocketbook, and give a little bit, we don't do it because we know God's going to give it back to us. But we do it because we love Jesus. And that's our form of a heart of worship. But I'll tell you this, Sister Chelsea, God ain't never let us down. But see, if you listen to the old devil, Sister Patricia, the old devil told us, oh, no, that ain't going to happen. It ain't going to make it. it, ain't, and, it and, I've, I've, and I'm telling you, very fleshly, thought of a thousand people I could call to come get me broke down. and I could think of every city coming back this way. But I'm so thankful that I have a God, Brother Larry, that I can put my faith and my trust in. See, I got a lot to I, I, I'm sorry if it offends you if Brother Wayne sings off key. I'm sorry if it offends you if my tie's crooked or anything else. But I love Jesus. More than anything, church, I want to make it to heaven. I want you to make it. I really do. But, Sister Jane, I want you to tell you, you better get selfish about your walk with God. Because I'm telling you, God has been, when I think about it, if you ever get time, you just take some quiet time and think about where God's brought you from. And this ain't even the best part, church. This ain't even the best part. I need to keep moving on because I'm running out of time. We're talking about the heart of worship. And, but I just wanted to share that testimony because if you listen to the devil, he's going to tell you not to step out by faith, this contagious faith. He don't want you to have contagious faith. He don't want you to have that. He don't want you to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Because when the rubber meets the, mo the road, church, all you're going to have is you and Jesus. I guarantee you there's going to come a time if you ain't got it yet, you're going to get it. And you need to have a relationship with Jesus when that time opens up and knocks on your front door, church. Yes, sir. We're talking about a lady called Mary. Luke 10, 38 through 42 reads like this. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving could, could you imagine a true name could be put there, Brother JT? Maybe that Wayne's name could be put there, Brother Jeremy? But it said, But Martha was comforted about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Now, in verse 41, it says, Martha, Martha, thou art careful. That same word careful is used over in Philippians 4 and 6. Let me read this to you real quickly. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Now, that word careful here in Scripture 41, in Luke 10, 41, and here in um Philippians 4 and 6, that word careful means anxious. That same word, Brother Darrell. See, here's what happened. Martha was concerned about Jesus checking out her Tupperware. 
and worrying about how her furniture was set up or how her whatnots looked. And let me tell you, church, if we knew Jesus was coming to this house, I'm concerned. I'm pretty sure, Sister Amanda, we'd really search that house. Amen? And I don't blame Martha for what she'd done. But let me tell you what Jesus said. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Sitting that defeated Jesus, hearing the words, church, that's the good part, amen? Because this stuff's all going to burn up, Sister Betty, with a fervent melt. It'll melt with a fervent heat. When we're all long and gone, amen? All that's going to matter, Sister Davis, is what we've done for the Lord. Did we have a heart of worship, or were we intimidated by... <laughs> by the thoughts that the devil runs through our minds. Are we intimidated when God says, Brother Chris, I need you to, to witness to so-and-so. And you think, oh God, I don't have the words. I think he told, said somewhere in the four gospels, if you open your mouth, I'll fill it. That's right. yes, sir. Amen. That's what he said, church. Yes, Lazarus' death, y'all know, know the story about how Lazarus died. And, and, and But I want to tell you how that these sisters, Martha and Mary, had the same problem but a different response. Can I tell you your response, Brother Kenny, to the situation that make all the world's difference? So we all know that Lazarus died. And the Bible said, Brother Brian, that, that Jesus, um, the Bible said that Jesus loved Martha, loved her sister, and loved Lazarus. Verse 5 said, and Jesus waited two days. Well, Kevin, that's bad when Jesus waited two days. He said he loved you. But Jesus waited two more days, Sister Chelsea. Aren't you thankful for God that still, if he's two days late on your calendar, he's still right on time. Amen? I'm thankful for that. But so Martha runs to him, and this is what he tells, this is what she tells Jesus. Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Now Martha runs to Mary. Jesus didn't say, Martha, go tell Mary to come here. I read it. I didn't see it in there. Martha just took it upon herself to say, Mary, Jesus wants to talk to you. So Jesus, the Bible says that Martha, I mean, Mary met Jesus in the same spot that Martha talked to him. Or Brother Jack, this is Mary's response. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet. Come on, church. See the difference in the response, Brother Jack? One started accusing and said, if you'd only been here. And let me back up just a minute. Aren't you thankful for that kind of faith? Lord, if you'd just only been here. They had enough faith, but he just didn't show up on their calendar, so he must be behind. Amen, church. But Mary said, I'm not going to accuse you first, Brother Brian. I'm just going to lay fat in front of you in my face and my worship you. So here's what I'm asking you this morning, church. When you have situations, when's the last time you just thanked him for waking you up clothed in the right mind, for food on your table, shoes on your feet, clothes on your back, your light bill getting paid, your car payment getting paid, your house payment getting paid, your insurance payment getting paid? Instead of starting out with, you know, and you know, and you know, and you know. That was a good place for us all to say amen. But, but if y'all like Brother Wayne, sometimes, Trish, I find myself that way. But if it hadn't been for God to wake me up, I wouldn't have got up this morning. It don't matter how healthy you eat. It don't matter how much exercise you do. When God said it's over, it's over. We're talking about a heart of worship. So we're going to go on with Mary. In John 12, 1 through 3, reads like this. 
Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and let's say it together, Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him, then took Mary a pound of ointment, a spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. I was thinking when the Lord had gave me this, I wonder what would happen if we broke our box of costly, whatever costly is. If we said, devil, I've had a really bad day and I can't wait to get to church. When I get to church, if you're still with me, we're going to worship the Lord. Because it don't matter if the keys are not beating right on the song. It don't matter if, if prayer requests went sideways. It don't matter whatever's going on, if it's too cold or too hot. But JT, I come for one reason and one reason only. I've got a heart of worship. And that's what Mary said. Mary said, look here, Martha, you be hung up with worrying about serving. You worry about how clean or unclean the house is. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this alabaster box, and I'm going to break this box, and I'm going to wash his feet, and I'm going to praise him. And, and, and I'm going to worship him. Because here's the thing, church. You remember when Jesus at the Last Supper, he, he took that towel and girded himself with a towel. And Peter made this great statement. Well, there he said, no, nah, you can't wash my feet. Jesus made this great statement, Brother Ken. He said, if I don't wash your feet, you ain't got no part of me. Because Jesus had backed up, Brother Chris, a little earlier and told him, he said, I come as a servant. I'm Lord of all, but I come as a servant. Setting us a pattern, setting us an example, Sister Edith. But here's where I'm going with this. I'm wondering what would happen if our worship got broke loose in this house today. Let's don't worry about what might happen to worship Wednesday night or next Sunday. Right now. Because he's a right now God. He's a right now God. See, the thing is, all it takes is just one match to get the fire going. I don't mean in a copycat, Sister Amanda. Brother Kevin, I ain't talking about just because Brother Jack raised up, Brother, uh, Brother Kenny will jump up. I'm talking about because God starts moving. And how many times have you felt God moving and the devil say, nah, you better not, Brother Kenny. Don't raise your hand. Or you felt like testifying about what God done for you and the devil tell you, oh, Brother Darrell, they're going to laugh at you. I got to hurry. I'm moving on. And when we used to go to church in Chiefland at Mount Zion, we had something, and y'all know what it is, called foot washing. And I don't mind to tell you, foot washing, um, where we went to church, we had a small church, and the front rows where the ladies worshipped and washed feet, because there was more of them than there were of us, and we got put in the back room, because it was a small room, it was a small one of us. But it didn't take long, Brother Allen, before we could hear those women up there getting after it. And you'd hear water splashing like ducks was playing in the water. And the pastor would look at us men and say, boys, you got to hurry up. Y'all got to catch up. Them women are tearing it up. Now, I just want, I just, I, I just got to throw this in because I left her out of one a while ago. But I'm going to tell you about honey. When honey gets, <laughs> I'm in trouble for this, but it's okay. 
Uh, when honey gets fired up, y'all ain't seen honey get fired up, but I'm telling you, when God gets a moving on honey, honey will just have a fit, church. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. When God's moving on you, don't worry about who's looking and who's watching and who's doing this. Let God have his way in your life because you never know how God's going to use. See, those ladies up front that was washing each other's feet, they didn't care who was around. They didn't care if their husbands or brothers was in the back room. All they cared about was being a servant. See, they was, they was letting their heart do the worshiping, see? Because you know and I know some people's feet ain't worth, I mean, some people's feet, some people's feet makes you nervous washing them feet, amen? But here's what I'm trying to tell you. Jesus wants you to be a servant. Jesus, he didn't care how bad being you looked when we was lost and undone, amen? He didn't care that we was all stinky old rank sinners out there in the world. All he cared about was we was lost and we needed a savior. The Bible said while we was yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Those people that say, you know, Brother Wayne, when I get cleaned up, I'm coming to church. You never come to church. Because Brother Justin, the devil ain't going to let you get cleaned up. He's going to throw mud all over you. He don't want you to come to church. Don't worry about getting cleaned up before you come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Let Jesus. I'm not even going there. I got to get out of here. All right, I just got a few minutes. Y'all can stand if you want. If the musicians are come, I'm running behind. So uh, I want to talk, in close, I want to talk to you about the heart of worship about a man called Judas. John 12, 4 through 6 reads like this. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Let me stop here. Uh, we, honey looked up for me also in Matthew and Luke. It talks about where the Bible said that Judas sought an opportunity to betray Jesus. I say we, we seek an opportunity to lift up Brother Jesus, Brother Jerry. Not an opportunity. Why was not this ointment sold, he said, for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, Jesus said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. That word bear means that Judas was helping himself to the bag, to the offering. Let me tell you just a few things that the Lord had to say about this non-worshipper Judas. Matthew 26 and 24 and 25 and Mark 14 and 21 reads like this. Jesus said it had been good for that man if he had not been born. Think about that, church. It had, Jesus said this about Judas. It had been, let me read it. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. John 6 and 70 reads, Jesus said, I have chosen you 12, and one of you is a devil. This is what Jesus said about one of his own disciples. And I want to reread John 12 and 6. Jesus said not that he cared Talking about Judas, not that he cared for the poor. He was saying this could have been sold, Brother Kenny, and fed the poor. But Jesus said he was a liar. He didn't care about the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag, bear what put therein. That same thief is accusing me and you this day. I end with Judas's, uh, what do you call that when they, that, anyway, with his final end. Matthew 27 three through five says then Judas which had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders saying I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood and they said talking about the chief priests and the elders what is that to us 
Brother Darrell, I'll tell you, the devil will get you in a bind and walk off and leave you. He'll walk off and leave you. He don't care about you. He don't care about your family. He sure don't care about your soul, Brother Danny. He'll walk off and leave you. But Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And the Bible said, and I'm closing, and he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Could I encourage you to raise your hand, raise your voice, and let's worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords.